nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash thenerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode! Welcome back, everybody, to High Flyer Radio. Ah, crap, you don't have my number. (laughs) He said, High Flyer Radio, number 54. 54, 55. I believe it's number 54. You know, number, whatever number it is, it don't matter because this is the best wrestling podcast on the planet, on the internet, on the world, in the solar system, wherever you are at. It's the best wrestling podcast. Yep. And as always, is the nerd you're going to hear alongside my other host, good old Eddie Kozak right there. What's going on, guys? Glad What's going to be on, back man? here again, talking some wrestling. My one and only uh, true love in this world that there is professional wrestling, the greatest form of uh, art telling that there is. Yeah. Alongside the victorious and still commissioner of High Fly Radio. The man who didn't even show up to the stream. Nope. Like I told you, Aiden, book me for important events. Don't book me for B-level shows, man. You know, it's called crowd, like bigger than WrestleMania, like crown jewel, bro. You know, like, you know, the, the Saudi prince says, Raul, we need you at uh, on the Nerdcore. You put me on because that's, that's, that's the show that matters ultimately. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, it appears that I've been booked for Crown Jewel, uh, while you have been booked for Full Gear, where you will have your rematch. Uh, well, rematch question mark with Kylie. Um, the last time that y'all faced off, it was a, it was a draw. So, hoping to see which one of you two comes out the victor this time. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I just want to say because what's it called? I don't know if Aiden put up the promo or not, but I'll just tell you all this. Um. I told you so. Um, two, uh, Brad, I'm sorry. You had to be made a example of. You had to be embarrassed. You came close. You came really, really close. But you couldn't do it. And why? Because I proved it. I don't have to be there. I don't have to show up. You always reminded why you're always number two. You're always number two, bro. I'm number one. I'm still commissioner. I'm still champion. I'm your forever champion. Scratch that. I'm forever champion. And, of course, like I said before, the reign of terror starts today, bro. The reign of terror starts today. Every day after this, you're on the worldwide tour. You know, call it whatever you want, bro. This is the forever reign. The most important reign. The most hardworking reign. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out for you on uh, on January 1st, brother. We'll... Uh... We'll uh, we'll cross that bridge whenever we get to it. Uh, but for now, it appears as though Kylie is in your eye, your line, your eyesight right now. Mm-hmm. Your line, she's next up. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, what is that? November nineteenth, full gear. Yeah, I'll your, embarrass your first her title defense. Damn. Yeah, I'll embarrass her too. It's just line them up, line them up. You know, corporate can put them up. And everybody's going to fall in line. Yeah. They all do eventually. Yeah. And if you 
would like to skip the line by being a smart shopper by someone who purchases their seats before the show. And if you want to save $20 off, go ahead and do that. Save $20 off with your first purchase with SeatGeek using code the nerd corpse right there on the screen twenty dollars off seat geek shout out to our sponsor um with that out of the way man let's get right into this shit man so i want to ask you so since you weren't on the show we didn't really get like any of your reactions to the show did you actually get to watch extreme rules or did you just kind of skip it i watched some stuff um what's it called i watched the uh I'll run down the card. So we had yeah. uh, the Brawling Brutes defeated Imperium, um, which was the best match on the show, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't get to watch that one. Oh, I, man. That's no, the one match. That that's one. the one match that if, like, you had asked, like, okay, like, do I have to watch anything on the show? I would have said watch the yeah. Brawling Brutes versus Imperium because, I mean, these guys don't miss, man. It's banger after banger, like they always say. Yeah. I What's it called? I, I watched most of the last stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, I watched, of course, the amazing reveal. Um, I love the way they did that. Uh, but yeah, I'm not gonna lie, Aiden. Oh, what's it called? Brad was kind of right. The show was kind of mid, but I need to finish it. And then what's it called? I need to, what's it called? Go back and finish it. But um, See, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess it was mid. But like, there were some things that I liked. Like, mm-hmm. I really liked Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. Um, Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan. Um, who booked this match two times in a row? That's the question that I have to ask. Like, I don't, I mean, these two, like, it, it was pretty clear that they didn't really have that much chemistry with each other the first time that they went out there and did it. So I don't understand why we did it again. Um, also, in the Extreme Rules match, like, if only one person's going to take all the Extreme Rules bumps, man, it's kind of lame. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really, in, I don't know. I just was, I wasn't into the story of, like, as soon as the bell rings, Liv Morgan having to, like, die for the baseball bat to, like, go after Ronda Rousey. Like, yeah. I mean, the story going into the into the pay-per-view was the fact that Liv Morgan is, like, one of the only women who's beaten Ronda Rousey ever, like, you know, in her MMA career or her professional wrestling career. So Liv Morgan was like, I don't need to be afraid of you. Yet the first thing that she does is, like, well, show that she's a, shows that she's afraid. So that, that was a match. Um, Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre in the strap match, that shit it was not for me. Um I didn't want to see these guys wrestling with each other right now anyways. Plus, like, the fact – the whole point of a strap match is to see them together and to see, like, how they work off of having to work close with each other. The whole, like, first 10 minutes of this match was – before the bell even rang was them just brawling through the crowd that, like, wasn't even really that hot for it. So I didn't – I just didn't really like the psychology in there. I also really felt like – there was a lot of like missed spots that it feels like they should have done. Like yeah. you get to see like a claymore be utilized with like the strap at all or anything like that. And I just thought the finish of like um Scarlet showing up in Pepper Spring, Drew McIntyre was just really fucking lame. Like I just I didn't like it. I I don't I don't like what we're doing. To be honest, the cross character is not working for me. And and I'm kind of worried for Drew if he's not turning heel anytime soon. Like I just don't really I don't know what his place on this roster is currently. Yeah. Um, and then, dude, I, I mean, Cross has a match thought- tonight. Cross has yeah. a match tonight, dude. Let's yeah, go. I saw that. Let me um, let me pull that up because I, yeah. I I literally just saw that. What is it? Uh, they booked uh, 
Ricochet is gonna take on Sheamus, Carrying Cross, and and uh, Solo Sokoa in a Fatal Four Way. So all four of those guys are gonna be working with each other for a IC title opportunity. I mean, that's a that's a good. I mean, that's a good four like guys. You know, I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that match to be honest. Yeah, um, I think I just think the strap, the whole strap stipulation just didn't work well for them. Yeah. Um. I think you should have, what's it called? Um, you should have switched it around. Maybe have Ronda and Liv be the strap match. And then what's it called? Uh, and have Drew yeah. and Karrion be the extreme rules. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's honestly like, I haven't heard anyone say that, but that's a, that's a really great point. Yeah. Cause then I don't know. It just didn't work for that match. And honestly, it's just like, What's it called? Um, I, I don't know. I, I've never been a fan of like the strap. I always like the, the dog collar matches. Um, oh, yeah. I love dog collar matches. Dog collar. I actually um, was literally just watching uh, Roddy Piper versus uh, uh, Valentine, Jimmy Valentine. Is that what his name was? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Valentine? I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, that old match, I was watching uh, Starcade 83 and it, I, just, I didn't know it was on the card, but I was pleasantly surprised. It was great. Yeah. And then I'm like, Cena and uh, Rusev had a match a long while ago. That was a Russian chain link match, I think. And that was fucking cool, too. So I just, I never liked the idea of like the strap match. Like it's just, yeah, it's kind of lame. It's kind of lame. Just do the dog collar because it's like not that much room between them. And it also, it just, it, I think strap matches make room for botching, it makes room for too much botching. You know, you, yeah. you're going to mess up some, some spots, but I think they should have just switched it. I think. Not Ronda and Liv should have had the strap match and crew, Drew and Karen go to Extreme Rules. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, then there was also, sorry, I got my notes mixed up. Are you good? Um, then we also had Bianca Belair retained uh, the Raw Women's <laughs> title. Against <laughs> Stacy. That's some other reason, bro. <laughs> Bianca Belair retained the Raw Women's Championship uh, in a match against Bailey, which this match was awesome. Uh, it's pretty much everything that I thought it would be, to be honest. Like, you know, you know what to expect with both of these women. Bianca Belair is probably like the greatest professional God, wrestler shows right, bro. in the world. <laughs> like, uh, like you could genuinely put Bianca Belair in like the greatest out of everyone in the industry and like have a genuine conversation about it um so mm-hmm. that says something like that's a real that's a real talent there plus bailey bailey's been gone for a while so i i don't know if i would i don't know if i would have brought bailey back in like a ladder match where she's having to take a lot of like really hard bumps you know for like one of yeah. her first couple like single outings since we've seen her come back off of like an acl injury but you know the match yeah. was awesome man like bianca belair hey what's going on timothy appreciate nice you, to meet for... you timothy thank you for stopping by yeah i appreciate you for stopping by uh hope you enjoyed the show today but, uh, you know, like, uh, this match was awesome. They had great chemistry. Damage control came out there. Bianca Belair hits a double KOD with uh, with EO and Dakota, which was pretty awesome. I've seen her do it. I don't remember where, and I don't remember, like, who she did it on. But I'm pretty sure in, like, one of the early days of, like, the Wednesday Night Wars, as we refer, as we refer to them, like, I'm pretty sure she did, like, a double KOD. And I think it was, like, I think it was Io, like Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley that she hit it on. I'm pretty sure that's who she did it on, but like it was pretty fucking sick then too. Um, mm-hmm. But Bianca also she finishes the match by hitting a hitting a KOD with Bailey, who's like holding a ladder. So whenever she hits it, she like just face plants into the ladder and 
you know, that was the finish. It was pretty awesome. So yeah, great match. I mean, just I chose right, bro. You know, Bianca, Bianca ain't dropping that shit until the Rumble, probably. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I just, man, I don't even know. I don't. At this point, I'm kind of like, man, is Bianca just gonna hold this thing till Mania? Like, because who's doing it better, bro? Who's doing it better than Bianca? <laughs> My opinion, Dakota and Sky had like three rematches back to back for the tag titles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Um I don't um, really like what they've been doing there with the with the with the women's tag titles. Man, it's not it's it's not making sense like we thought it would. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that felt more of like a hey guys, what are we doing here? Like we said we were gonna bring it back and we didn't. And like yeah. y'all are just gonna keep that shit silent. They like, let's see what we can do with it and um, I think it's a lot, uh, a lot on the plate right now, and uh, some stuff is like, oh, this is stuff that's working. So I, I still very am, uh, very much on the train of the H effect right now. I things are things are good under the the, the Triple H's uh, control. Oh but yeah, there's some as stuff that just like isn't whole, working. Yeah, as yeah. far as like, you know, in general, are things moving forward in a better direction? Absolutely, but yeah. there's still a couple things that I'm like. That's not working for me, you know. Like yeah. I still wish that we would put some more focus on that, but it's all just kind of like, all right, we'll just see. Like we'll see, we'll wait and see how this thing goes. You know what I mean? Like it's only been like what, like two yeah. months of this so far, two three months. I told Brad um, that like because he was like, oh man, yeah, I didn't like this event, and like I'm like, you know, the build was really good to this to this pay per view. Like, really, this, yeah, yeah. But we have to remember at the end of the day, Triple H can only build so much and lay the creative stuff right down. It ultimately falls also on the performers to make sure that they give the right, the best performance out there. And when that, that doesn't happen, obviously the the overall feeling of how we felt about the event will show. But like I still got to say, what's it called? Um, yeah, things are good now. What's it called? Uh, we'll see how it goes. But I do hope that they put more attention to the uh, to those tag titles. Yeah, same. Something that I that I. I personally hope that we get a little bit of less attention to his edge, man. This fucking edge and Finn Balor match was boring as shit, dude. Like, dude, we were literally is... sitting here falling asleep, man. Like, I, I don't know what it is, man, but like, <sighs> edge just, he does, he's not doing it for me, man. Like, I'm He'll not, be out soon. I don't, enjoy, I'm not enjoying this run, dude. Yeah. Really not. Ugh. I just, dude, this, this feud needs to end, bro. It needs, and I think it. They just ended it because, think, of course, I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Edge is out now. He's gonna be filming Percy Jackson because he's gonna be playing Ares. Holy so shit! Really? Oh yeah, he got casted <laughs> as Ares for uh, the Percy oh, Jackson wow. Disney Plus series. Yeah. So, hey, well, can, hey, you know what? I see, see what I will about your wrestling edge. Like, shout out to Edge as like a performer. Like, you know, good for him. I'm glad that he's doing mm-hmm. things that he's like enjoying. Yeah. So oh. he's obviously not gonna be on TV on, around the wrestling program for a bit now because he's got to film that. But um, yeah, I was like, dude, this is not done yet. Like, we're still not over this. Like, I'm just. But now I uh, hope uh, with because uh because uh Beth Phoenix played into like the finish. You know, that's how they got him to say I quit. So I'm kind of hoping that this allows for because I'm really tired of seeing like mixed tag matches with Edge and Beth. Like I was like I like on the pay per view I wasn't that excited to see Beth come back actually because I was like oh, I just don't really want any more mixed tags. But like. If you're saying that Edge is like getting freed up to go do Percy Jackson, then I would really like to see Ed, I mean, not Edge, Beth and Rhea be able to like do their feud now while it's just the two of them. So that way I can just kind of see, okay, I just want to see Beth in her own spotlight and I want to see Rhea in her own spotlight and I want to see them doing, you know, working together, yeah. you know, doing business. 
Kylie, I'm right here. Come at me when you want. That's all I'll say to that. But um, I agree with you, bro. I agree. And I, I thought that it was kind of leading, like how they were kind of showing this, is like they were leading to like maybe the first intergender match. Like it was going to be Edge and Rhea, but obviously now that. Man, I was really hoping for that too. Yeah. Um. Then we had for the. Oh, Lord. Then we had for the main event, uh, Matt Riddle defeated Seth Rollins. He made him tap out uh, after after hitting a the Broton bomb or whatever from the from the top of the fight pit. Um, man, I got to tell you, what this was match, Cormier on, bro? What the fuck was Cormier yeah, on? Did you? Yeah, you saw them. You saw it. You saw the match. Yeah, yeah. What's okay. it called? So I was watching a little bit here and there of it. What what the fuck was Cormier on, bro? Like, nah, literally, like he was just kind of like, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use that term, but he was just kind of like fanboying out. It felt like the whole time, just being mm -hmm. like, oh, look at me, like I'm in, I'm in the WWE, and it was like, man, like, but you're not the star of the match, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, you know, like I'm glad that you're here and you add like a certain, you add a certain level to the match you know just by being here given you know the the type of setting that it's in that it's more like a shoot style you know given given cormier's history obviously and and matt riddles but just like you know there was a point where like riddles on the mat and he's just counting and he's not even looking at riddle to see like if he's actually yeah. getting up or not he's just counting he keeps getting involved with like rollins and like at one point it felt like rollins was genuinely like what are you doing and i was like <laughs> I'm asking the same question, Seth. We'll have Beth versus Rhea in a ladder match for custody over Dominic one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you want, That's man. Amazing. Nobody's got heel heat like Dom right now, bro. No yeah. one has heel heat that? like Dom. Did you hear that on Monday? Oh, my God. Oh, man. That was insane, dude. Dude. Yeah, that, 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 that guy's got the most heel heat out of anybody in that locker room right now. Even fucking Roman Reigns gets cheered now. So, like. What's it called? Yeah, dude. Um, Man, but yeah, I just, see, I just want to see Dominic go to NXT 2.0. Like, white just, and gold, baby. <laughs> yeah, white and gold, man. Send him down there. Send him down there, please. But uh, yeah, man, that was so that you know the match. What you know the match was cool and all. You know, I, I I didn't think that it really like delivered on the level that I thought it would, but it's okay. Like, I'm kind of glad that these guys are moving on from each other for now. Um, I think that they could definitely revisit it in the future at some point. Like, I'm definitely down for that. But just, like, for now, take a little break from each other. Um, yeah. Obviously, Rollins went on, two, you know, two nights later. You know, Rollins is now the current United States champion. Uh, he beat Bobby Lashley after Brock Lesnar came out to a surprise. Um, F5, Bobby, two times. And then uh, I don't I didn't, I was. I was folding laundry, so I didn't see what else he did. I think he did some type of like arm bar or something on Bobby. Yeah, he put him in the Kimura. The Kimura yeah, put him lock. in the Kimura. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Then Rollins comes out, you know, starts insulting Bobby. And, you know, he's like, Oh, I thought you were a soldier. I want the match right now. Has the match. You know, Rollins wins the US title. You know, we've been clamoring for Seth to get some type of gold for a while. Like, honestly, like, no one's been doing it like Rollins. Like, that whole Edge and Rollins feud, I've been saying it. Like, Rollins was kind of like Rollins was kind of carrying it to be honest like I wasn't really you know Rollins is a world-class performer man like I'm tired yep. of people like trying to act like he's not top 
you know, 15 names in professional wrestling today. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like he's that good. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Roman's up there, but so Seth, man. Like, Seth is not far behind, man. You know, All the three Shield guys are on top of their game right now, bro. All they all got gold right now, man. Like, Roman's yep. the Universal Champion, the Undisputed Universal Champion. Moxley's the AEW World Champion. Um, You know, Rollins is now the United States Champion, man. Like, they're all on a fucking roll, man. Like, 10 years later. You know, that's crazy, man. You yep. know, it's the 10-year anniversary of the Shield. Um, I think, isn't it this month? The 10-year anniversary this month? I believe it is. They debuted, they debuted at Survivor Series. Survivor right? Series. Yeah. So this is the the ten year anniversary of the Shield this month, or I guess this upcoming month. Yeah. Um, and, Where they and guys uh, are Ryback, right? Yeah, they they, they power they power bombed Ryback for uh for CM Punk. <laughs> That's great. Oh man. Don't Except this time, one, huh? CM Punk CM Punk's the guy getting power bombed. He's he's out of here, man. Out of here, bro. And Ryback is well. I don't know where the fuck Ryback's at. Oh. Uh, but hey, you want to know where and, Ryback is? Oh god, you gotta that. This shit's so loud, bro. Why is it so loud? Oh man. Oh man, bro. I can't wait for him to ask if he should retire again. So everybody can <laughs> last time. This poll is the one that's gonna decide it. <laughs> I just I can imagine, you know how like you know, it's like the joke is like AEW debuts like a new guy every week. Imagine mm-hmm. like they debut right back and it's just it's it's an anti-pop. Bro, no, no reaction whatsoever. Yeah. Oh man. Jeez, man. Every fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, the opposite of no reaction whatsoever. At the end of at the end of Extreme Rules, obviously, the the big the big thing that we've been dancing around here, Bray Wyatt made his return. <sighs> Buddy boy, I'm geeked, man. I was I was so excited. I thought it was, I thought it was really well done. I thought everything was like excellent the way that they built up this reveal. I can't wait to see like, you know, I mean we're only an hour away from SmackDown tonight. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm super excited to see like what is the next chapter of this story and what is this story? You know what I mean? Because we really we don't know anything right now, man. Don't know shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy, man. Um, What's it called? Obviously, we already knew who it was going to be. I mean, like, once once those, like, really obvious clues were coming up, we were like, okay. It's Bray. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but... I mean, I loved it, bro. I, I'm i so happy for Bray. I'm glad that things were able to be reconciled, and they're, you know, probably a big part of it was because Triple H is at the helm of all this now. Oh, yeah. Fightful dark. Select had, a, had reported that um, pretty much ever since Vince was out, that that was like one of the first priorities was like okay we got to go get we got to get Bray back it's like all right we got to go get you know and it was very much like a feeling out process you know as far mm-hmm. as Bray it was like all right let's see if like things are different under this new regime and it's like all right you know things things are looking good all right I'm coming back in you know so yeah and I, I'm just really happy and while we're gonna see what happens you know I'm I can't wait to see what the um, environment's gonna be under. Uh, what's it yep. called? Uh, this new character. Obviously, it's a new character, and uh, yeah. what this whole white six is. Yeah, bro. I I don't know, man. Like, do you think it's gonna be a group, or do you think that it's just kind of gonna be like a solo act, or because to me, man, like, I really liked everything that Bray was doing with the Fiend. Like, I know the Fiend is like a very like controversial character, but I think like 
for the time period and like where we were at with professional wrestling with like these pandemic shows and just kind of having to like okay i've got to push the envelope because there's nothing else going on in in the world of like live television right now because of you know covid and everything so like i really appreciated what the fiend character was during that era and i think everything before like hell in a cell was genuinely like fucking incredible like the way that he would just show up every week and like take out like some of the old legends you know what i mean like i thought all that stuff was great but i really want to see bray with like a group behind him this time you know what i mean mm-hmm. build bray up to be like the special attraction pay-per-view guy but like on the tv show you know what i mean he's got like his little like henchmen wrestling the matches for him you know what i mean like i want to see that <laughs> kylie Showing up or not, I'm gonna show you on at full gear. I'm gonna show up and beat your ass. So, yeah, great return. Wonder how it felt for the guys in costume for the entrance. So I have to stay dressed as a buzzard in a lion shirt for how long? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the fucking rabbit one was like horrifying. In the in the huskies, they all were the horrifying, bro. bro. The the cut to the head on the table. I'm like, oh. Oh, there was one. So there's the one that shows up. Like Sister Abigail, I'm you know, everyone mm-hmm. is pretty sure it's Sister Abigail. I'm pretty sure it's Sister Abigail. Um, it's like a raw, like one of the raw women's championships and like the one of the women's tag team championship belts was like yeah. placed right behind her. So to me, I'm like, okay, is this Nikki ASH? You know, because she kind of resembles Sister Abigail. We haven't seen her on TV in a while. Loki, I man, I fucking did it again. I confused her for Sarah Logan. Bro, I saw the Viking Raiders and I was like, oh, Nikki. I was like, they put Nikki over there. And I'm like, God damn it. It's fucking Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan, Again. bro. <laughs> Every time, man. I swear to you, I, I confuse them two all the time. I'm just, I, I deeply apologize to both of them for that because they're both they're both very talented, uh, you know, perform, you know, performers. But uh, I'm pretty sure that Nikki is going to be joining this Wyatt Six group. I think Liv is going to be joining this Wyatt Six group. I think Bo Dallas is going to be coming in and joining this Wyatt Six group. Um, That's what I'm excited about the most. Yeah, man. Bo, Bo. do you believe? Do you believe, believe? baby? I believe. I believe, bro. I believe. I believe. Because aren't Liv and Bo together? So now is it Bo Liv? I don't know about that. Never mind. Anyways. um, Anyways, we're believers around here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to that. They got a homeboy. Uh. Can't remember what his name is, but he but he's he he looks like the Ring of Honor Bray Wyatt, uh, because he's literally just a white guy with dreads and like tattoos all over. <laughs> but uh, he was like backstage at like uh, one of the WWE shows, so I feel like he fits that aesthetic of like, you know, the Louisiana like House of Black thing that WWE is about to be doing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Deep in the bayou, baby. <laughs> It's the Creole House of Black. They got fried gator. Oh my god! Oh my god! I put that on the cracker, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. I love how Bray gave honor to Bro. Yep. Let's go, Brody Lee with the like. He came out of Extreme Rules. Yep. Love that tribute to Brody as well. Um. But um, real quick, um, uh, Aiden, just go ahead and uh, continue on. I'm gonna go grab my medicine for my tooth. Yeah, for sure, man. Do 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 what you gotta do. Um, so that was the Bray Wyatt return. Really looking forward to seeing like whatever's gonna be happening tonight on SmackDown. Uh, who knows? Um, 
we have the Fatal 4-Way coming up. And then where's my notes at? Sorry, guys. Oh, right. So this past Monday night on Raw, we had the Judgment Day segment with Finn Balor. He's talking about everything that he did to Edge. You know, he made Edge quit, all this, all that. You know, AJ Styles comes out, interrupts the Judgment Day, you know, because Finn Balor's been trying to get AJ to join for the past couple weeks now because, you know, they were in Bullet Club. Pretty sure you guys know this. Pretty sure everyone's been hit over the head with the fact that they're all that they were all ex Bullet Club members. But you know that's what makes it fun. That's what makes this angle like interesting. That's what makes this angle worth watching. You know what I mean? So I don't really get why some people like get really upset about the fact that they're hitting you over the head with that it's Bullet Club. It's like that's kind of the point. Um, but obviously AJ teases that he's going to be joining the Judgment Day. He says that he's going to you know he, you know he needs some family to back him up. Uh, cue the music. The Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson come walking out. Uh, Anderson, who is the current Neverweight champion uh, over in New Japan, which is like, it's crazy that this is, the, this is you know, professional wrestling is nuts. We all know, like, the past, like, two years, you know, in the past six months especially, like, anything is possible at this point. Um, so seeing him come out, join AJ, the OC is back together. You know, I'm assuming that we're going to be getting a series of matches, you know, leading to Finn versus AJ eventually, you know, which that's going to be a that's going to be a fucking banger. The, the banger. Yep. The thing that makes this interesting to me is like you've got Anderson, who's the neverweight champion, and he's apparently going to continue. I'm pretty sure he's going to go drop the belt because he's there's a New Japan show that he's scheduled to wrestle on the same day as Crown Jewel. But I'm pretty sure that he's, you know, like it, it's been approved that he's like, yeah, he's going to go over there, probably drop the belt. But he's also still going to work the Tokyo Dome upcoming at Wrestle Kingdom, which I'm like, so is my brother still like they're doing the whole Bullet Club angle on Monday Night Raw. That's not Bullet Club. But at the same time, it's like he's still working New Japan angles. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, yeah, I think that I think they're I I think they're testing the waters, bro. I bro, nothing would be better for me than for them to test those damn waters, bro. I would love to see some of those uh talents come over here, but um, I don't know, man. That that has to be one of the most interesting things right now in professional wrestling is the fact that we have the never open weight champ champion, what's it called, under WWE contract, and apparently he's supposed to be working until Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, bro, that's it's it's nuts, man. I, I genuinely like to me. It really does because you remember that there was that whole thing about how Vince was willing to work with New Japan to keep Brian on. You remember how that was a story? Like Vince was willing to work with like New Japan and let Brian do New Japan stuff if that's what it took to keep Brian at Well, WWE because Brian really time. wanted to do Shinsuke, wanted him to go up against Shinsuke at the time. Yeah. So the thing is now it's like I'm wondering if like maybe some of like maybe there were some conversations that had opened up, maybe that were kind of kept alive. Now that Triple H is back, Triple H comes in, you know, he's got that worker's mindset where he's like, okay, like, you know, you got to you got to do, you know, you got to do dates. You know what I mean? You got to go, you got to go work your titles. But uh, man, I don't know. I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, WWE in New Japan. WWE and AEW, eventually one day all this stuff is a possibility. Like genuinely, I think all eventually it'll all happen in the next four years. I I agree with you. 
I agree with yeah. you. And uh, that's just, I'm, I'm like, just in my mind, I'm just like excited over the fact that like this could be a possibility. And it, that's just going to really show you how like a big of a difference it is from, let's call it Vince and Triple H and just how Triple H really thinks that like cross promoting is a big part of this. And we'll see how it goes, man. It might not even happen. It might happen, but. The fact that right now we are in this situation where the never open weight champion is under fucking day-to-day contract is just mind-boggling. Yep. Yep. And honestly, like, I'm really glad that, like, they're getting the chance to be able to come back and do some work again because the way that they got fired, like, you could tell that it really kind of, like, really kind of fucked with them and, like, their egos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you know, it was pretty shitty what WWE had done being like, yo, like, we got you guys. We really want you guys. We're going to lock you down on these long-term deals. And then, like, two months later, or however long it was, just to be like, all right, you guys are gone, like, released, like, you know, fuck off. You know, it's yeah. kind of lame. But I love seeing the OC back. What's it called? Gals and Anderson work so well with AJ. And just, I'm excited to see what they do with that. I haven't watched, I don't want to watch NGPW this much since RH. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, Kylie. I agree with you. Plus, What's it called? Uh, I think right now we only have two matches confirmed for Wrestle Kingdoms. Um, and one of them, of course, is Okada versus Jay White. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see how that's going to go down. Man, um, I, I got to tell you, man. You know, it's funny because, like, if you had asked me six months ago what my thoughts on New Japan were, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, looking forward to Forbidden Door. But, like, if you're talking yeah. to me today, I'm like, I don't know. Something about New Japan feels kind of warm. You know, like it's like it's starting to like heat up a little bit. Like something about New Japan kind of feels like right before AEW really kind of popped off and like people were starting to kind of watch it again. Cause I feel like Okada's been really relevant lately. Jay White's been really relevant lately. I think I think Will Ospreay's being like a great flag for New Japan to be like, yo, come watch our shows. Like we got this guy. Like this is like, you know. You know, we got no one, no one else has Will Ospreay, so you got to go watch New Japan to have Will Ospreay. Yeah, I agree, man. I think that they're starting to heat up, and I'm glad because for a while, fuck, man, New Japan was just having some damn dumbass fucking booking decisions over there. Yeah, I feel like the pandemic really, really fucked everyone. Yeah, but uh, speaking of someone, I, I try to find a segue. Fuck it, Orange Cassidy won. <laughs> I fuck fuck the segue. I could freshly squeeze, baby. Freshly squeeze. Orange Cassidy wins his first AEW championship, the All Atlantic title. Uh, he he defeated Pac, uh, his 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 arch nemesis in AEW. Apparently, uh, these guys are are always awesome. Every time that they have matches together, uh, but he defeated him this past Wednesday on AEW. I was going to say Grand Slam, but it wasn't Grand Slam. It was Toronto, their debut in Toronto, which was an mm-hmm. awesome episode of Dynamite also. Um, Raul, how do you feel about Orange Cassidy winning? The oh, I'm so happy for him. Yeah, so happy for Orange. Uh, he did great. Uh, I love the whole finish. Just like he hits the Orange Punch and Orange Cassidy's like, oh, shit, wait. I might actually do this. Locks yep. in that second, bro. Fuck, it looks great. and I, I love that finish, but... I have it for him. It's uh, about time they put something on him because, I mean, like, that's that's your most over yeah. guy there who doesn't have a title, bro. Like, holy shit. Like, it's crazy how fucking over Orange Cassidy is. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm I'm glad that he got this moment. I feel like it was well-deserved. Eventually it had to happen. 
Um, I feel like Pac was the right guy for him to be able to win his first title from too, especially like going all the way back to Revolution 2020. Um, I thought the match was great. I love the two DDTs, especially that he hit right before the finish of the match. That looked like mm-hmm. it literally looked like Pac's like spine like crunched up on him and like sent shivers. You know, like it sent shivers down my fucking spine. Like watching yeah. the way that Pac sold him, uh, it was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, man, just a great moment. You know, it's it's. I don't know what they're doing with like this all Atlantic title, but you know, moving forward, it seems as though it's moving in a pretty good direction. To be honest, I feel like Pack did like a pretty good job, just like establishing it, and now moving on to someone like Orange Cassidy. You know, I'm pretty sure he's gonna drop it to Ethan Page pretty soon. I don't feel like Orange Cassidy needs a long reign. Um, nah, get like a Orange, good two matches out of him. <laughs> yeah, Orange feels like the type of guy that it's like you could give him this this all atlantic title every now and then if you need him to like if you need a good like transitional champion you know what i mean because orange is one of those guys where it's like he can lose and people don't give a fuck like he's still he's still yeah no that guy stays over yeah. um i like that statlander was out there too for uh what's it called the celebration with the best friends um yeah. i like that it was cool um she still got that brace on, so she still have to. Yeah, fucking... she's gonna be gone for a while, man. I miss yeah. Statlander. I'm ready for her to yeah. come back whenever she does, because yeah. she was she was about to break through, man. Like she was about to. I'm pretty sure she was about to beat Jade at All Out. Yeah. Because it feels but... as though they got nothing for Jade to do right now, and it feels yeah, they're kind of waiting for Statlander, aren't they? Yeah, they got this whole angle where Nyla Rose is like stole the TBS title and is defending the stolen TBS title. Uh I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't like it. What's going on, Tony? Yeah. Tony. Did you see the, uh, uh, Ariel Hawani? What's it called? Uh, saying how, like, nah, he hated doing what is this. Uh, Ariel Hawani uh, had a, um, what's it called? Um, had a, uh, interview with Tony Khan and yeah, Hawani was just like, this was the worst interview I've ever done. Dude didn't want to answer a single thing. Like he didn't want to talk yeah. about anything. What was he asking him about? Stuff about the bug, what's it called? The elite CM Punk. What's it? he was trying to probe? Well, there you like, go, man. Well, there you go, man. What do you think is gonna happen? He's not gonna talk about all that legal shit. He was just like, You want to talk about anything, dude? Like, I, I tried to probe, and he was just like, Nah, uh, I don't want to talk about that. And it's like, cool. He said, Brother, the three men that this company is named after in, were included in that and are gone right now. The top star in the company and the world champion at the time just buried the company while the while the president sat next to him nodding his head like an idiot it's like dog i don't want to talk about it okay we got mjf in this chip speaking <laughs> of which man that shit's starting to piss me off dude did you did you get the chance to watch dynamite this week no no my first well hulu decided to realize that i'm not at my cousin's house anymore uh, I can't watch live, and I also can't watch the fucking replay. But I can watch gotta SmackDown. Get that VPN. You gotta get that but VPN, I, man. Yeah, I can watch SmackDown though. What the fuck? What the fuck? I can watch SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's the 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 MJF chip shit starting to piss me off because it's like you've got MJF. I mean, not MJF. But you got MJF sitting out there, you know, and they got the spotlight on him. He's sitting all the way up in the rafters. You know what I mean? He's got the chip. He's making his faces. But meanwhile, Hangman is cutting, like, the best promo I've ever seen Hangman cut, like, to the point where I was like, nah, man, like, <laughs> give this man a second world title reign, even if it is, like, three weeks till MJF beats him, you know what I mean? But it was, like, 
Hangman's sitting there pouring his heart out. He, like, legitimately fucking, like, beats the shit out of himself to the point where, like, he's fucking bleeding, you know? Yeah. He's punching himself so hard because he's so passionate, you know? And then the promo ends and the crowd starts chanting MJF because the fucking camera's pointed on MJF. And it's like, bro, like, let Hangman have this fucking moment. Like, he's literally out there talking about how this year's kind of been shitty for him. You know, it really, it really hasn't been a good year for Hangman Page. I'll be honest. You know what I mean? Like, you know, no one remembers the Hangman Adam Cole Revolution match. You know what I mean? You know, he, no one, I don't remember any of the other guys that he wrestled other than Punk. And I just remember him losing to Punk. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's it hasn't, hasn't really been Hangman's year. He's kind of felt like he's been lost in the shuffle. You know what I mean? So I'm really yeah. kind of hoping that we get back to like a focus on him at some point. Um, Maybe he's the guy who beats Hank, uh, MJF, you know, at the end of the run, you know, I mean, try to try to really put over Hangman as, you know, one of the guys. Because to me, it feels like they're really just trying to hit us over the head with the fact that, like, Moxley, MJF, and Hangman are our three guys. Like, those are those are the, the three guys that hold this company up right now. I put Kenny in there, too. I feel like those four to me. But if you want to talk about yeah. the pentagram, you got to put Jericho, too. You so got to man. He's fucking. He's yeah. foundational, dog. What's it called? Yeah, I I understand. Um, uh, what's it called? I I just I I thought it was kind of silly. I did watch that promo. Amazing promo from Hangman. Um, yeah, he he was just God. That shit was great. Um, it was one of the best examples of long term story. Yep, yep. Um, I yeah, I don't like that they're doing that either, Aiden. Uh, I think it's kind of like we get it. He has the chip, y'all. You we we you made it. What's it called? Known. When Danielson and Moxley were having the match, and they kept cutting to doing that picture in picture with, with MJF in there, and it's like we get it. He has a chip. But um, you know what I think is going to happen. What? I think the match happens next week because the match is on Tuesday, right? Because we're going back to the now it's the Tuesday night war because it's AEW and NXT are going to be on at the same time again. Um, oh, he, you're but, switching the time again. Yeah, just for this week because of like baseball oh. or something like that. So we've got Moxley versus Hangman this Tuesday live on Dynamite. It's gonna be a fucking banger. I can't wait to watch it. I feel like it's going to seem like it's going to get to the point where like it's pretty clear that Hangman's about to win the match, and then you get MJF who runs out and he's like, "I'm cashing in. I'm cashing in my money in the bank contract." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's literally that's literally what's gonna happen, and he's gonna. I don't know if MJF pins Moxley or if he pins Hangman, but he screws him, you know, somehow, and you know, cheats to win. But somehow it's gonna make it to where the main event of Full Gear is still Moxley versus MJF. But I think it's Moxley's the challenger to MJF the champion. That's what I think is gonna happen. Yeah, I feel, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty good angle. I think so too. Um, what's it called? I just, I don't know, man. Because you've said it before, um, the chip isn't actually like a cash in, like money in the bank. It's like my. But they're starting to like make it seem like it is. Yeah. Like every week on commentary, there's been so much of an emphasis on like, you know, MJF can get that match at any time he wants. I'm like, okay, yeah. so it is money in the bank. It's like the X Division title as well. You can turn in the X Division title and you can get a world title shot whenever yeah, you want. Yeah, ask Frankie Kazarian. 
Yep. Ask Frankie <laughs> Kazarian. Ask Frankie Kazarian. Don't doesn't um, Impact also have like another thing? Because I'm pretty sure that's how Moose won the title initially. Like he like was like, oh. here's my here's my trophy. And they were like, I think All the right. King of the Mountain lets yeah, you get the, King the of the title shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, for real. Oh. I remember. Look, bro. If I everyone's if got I a money in the it, bank gimmick, we've got a money in the bank gimmick. That's how you're here. Here comes the money. That's right, baby. That's right. Perfect timing. That's how I'm fucking here. That's how I'm here. I'm here. Yep. He's here. Yep. That's how I'm here with a toothache from my wisdom tooth, bro. Fuck. He's here, and we're so glad that you guys were here today with us on High Flyer Radio because it's pretty much it, man. SmackDown's coming on yeah. soon. Rebel's got a toothache. Um, we got we we got we got to wrap shit up, man. But uh, but if yeah. but if you guys, I wish I was keep... more energetic for y'all, man. I really wish I was more energetic for y'all. I usually am, but tomorrow I have a two a dentist appointment. If these motherfuckers say it's time to get that shit out, it's time to get it out. I'm done having to deal with this every other month, bro. I'm tired, man. Tired. This fucking wisdom too. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, and uh, if, if you guys are not tired of the content that we guys have for you, then be sure to follow us over at the Nerd Corpse underscore patreon.com forward slash the Nerd Corpse at the $5 tier, guys. This month, next week, actually, matter of fact, next Friday at 5.30, live on the Patreon, we are going to be doing our Halloween Havoc 1992 yeah. watch along exclusive 92? only Halloween Havoc 92 baby this is uh this is Sting Cypher Sting versus Jake the Snake Roberts in a spin the wheel seal the deal match I don't remember I don't know bro I've never Fuck. seen this pay-per-view I'm so fucking excited this is this is like right up my alley as far as what pops me in professional wrestling so only for the patrons if you want to watch if you want to watch this with us and you want to watch us go through this and you want to watch raul experience that you have to go to patreon.com forward slash the nerd force five dollars here and above become a high flyer but if you guys don't feel like spending money which is okay i get it you know it's it's a, it's a tough economy out there right now but you know but I, I think we're pretty worth it. We 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 do a lot of good things. We're worth it. The next time that we will be live, because Raul will not be here uh, for the next High Flyer Radio, but we will still be live November fifth. It's going to be myself and Keon, you know, at Crown Jewel, the main event: Roman Reigns, Logan Paul. You see it on the screen. I can't believe this is a real fucking graphic. Good Christ, who killed the business? Uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, myself and Keon, we're gonna be taking each other on, just a just a a gentlemanly squabble, man, just to see who's the better man. So we'll see how that goes down. Um, uh, but but that's all I got, man. I, I'm done. I, I I got no more plugs. Uh, watch SmackDown. Yep. Or you can wait until later on in a couple of uh, I want to say actually like in four minutes. What's it called? Come back right here. We're going to be doing She-Hulk uh, episode 9 review. Um, I'm going to be real honest with you guys. It's probably going to be a short episode because this fucking tooth is killing me. I can't wait for this Tylenol to kick in. Um, I don't even know how I'm doing this right now. Well, I'm um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. This It's like, it's you know, before it used to hurt a lot. Right now it's just swollen. So every time I move this part of my mouth, it hurts. 
So, but it's not like this excruciating pain before where I was literally crying in the emergency room because I couldn't take this goddamn pain anymore. But yeah, um, come in and, and talk to us, y'all. We're going to be doing a She-Hulk uh, finale review. Uh, in the meantime, though, what's it called? Make sure that you uh, keep up to date with everything that we do on the website, thenerdcore.com. I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. Let's just, uh, let's just, what's it called? Um, <laughs> let's just get out of here. This has been High Fly Radio. <laughs> don't tap out. Tune in.